Welcome to another exciting episode of the Why I Love Disney podcast. It's great to be back for season two. This is Dustin. What's up, David? How are you doing? Doing great, Dustin. How are you? Doing fantastic. It's so excited to be back. Man, I, I was going through our, our archive of, of podcasts, and it's been a little while. It's probably been about a year since we, we finished season one, and a lot of so – we'll talk about why and all that stuff, but I was going back to see so many downloads of so many of the episodes over even the past, like, month and two. So it's, thank you so much for sticking with us and um, listening and interacting with us online and websites and things like that. We're so excited to be back for season two of the Wild yes. Love Disney podcast. Some news for you. Ramin is not with us right now. He's on the West Coast, and I hope to have him back at some point. You guys will hear him again. But we have another guest host that's going to be a regular fixture on the show. And David, I'm going to let you introduce him because I know he has a special place in your heart. Yes, this is one of my favorite people in the whole world, and uh, this is my son, John David. We also call him JD, and he's going to be joining us today and hopefully uh, several more times here in the, in the near future. He's yeah, a big so Disney much, fan. He's, uh, he's living down in Florida, and uh, he's a student there and not too far from the park. So, John David, welcome. We're glad to have you here. Welcome, JD. Thank you so much, guys. I'm happy to be here. I love what you guys are doing with this podcast. Uh, I love everything about it. So thank you guys for having me here. I appreciate it. It is our pleasure. Tell us a little about yourself. What are you, what are you doing? What are you into these days? Yeah, so I'm living in South Florida right now. I moved here about a year ago. Um, I've recently got an annual pass, which I'm, I'm so pumped to have. And uh, I've been working. I'm, in, I'm a college student. I'm studying international business. Uh, here in South Florida. So loving Disney. I'm getting to see a whole different side of Disney going to the parks. Um, I've been trying to go at least once a month to see all of the holiday decor and just see how it's changing and uh, and evolving. So I've enjoyed it. Um, I'm loving this stage of life. Uh, It's been a lot of fun. John David is also a newly married man. That's right. Congratulations. Maybe we get your wife one here at some point too. Is she a Disney fan also? She is. We we have enjoyed going to the parks together. Her her favorite thing about the parks is is food. So we've been exploring All the right. the food aspect of what Disney has to offer. So I'm sure it'd be great to have her on here to talk about her favorite food. So is it kind of a requirement to join the family? You have to be a Disney fan. Is that kind of what what how it <laughs> it's, works? It's kind of one of those unwritten rules where it's not really said, but it's kind of just understood. <laughs> Which, gotcha. Uh, she she fits the part great. She she supports the love and also admires it herself. So we have we have a really good time. I'm <laughs> thrilled to have your perspective on the show. To be honest with you, it, it, you know, getting to know you guys over the years, and I've worked with your dad for a long time. Um, I just want to tell the listeners these guys are real Disney fans. Like these are these are fans. <laughs> I, I'm a fan, but they're fans. Like, and I. Oh, and you're it's a fan. So, no, I'm a fan. I am. But you guys like are another level. And that's what I love. I love that everybody can approach things from a different, slightly different perspective. You have a different kind of background in your interactions with Disney. You know, I grew up in Central Florida, so I was very close to it. You guys were from the Tennessee area and and kind of it would plan family vacations around it. So it's a little different than, than kind of my background. But we all from a little slightly different. I think we cover probably three decades of of of. Pers- perspectives here and I think it's gonna be interesting for the listeners to hear y'all's perspective and I'm excited to learn from you guys too so welcome JD we're thrilled to have you yes glad to have you here (laughs) all right so I thought we should start now we got a lot to talk about in our first episode back in season two but just so the listeners can get to know you a little bit more 
Um, I got some lightning round questions for you. Um, are you it. ready for, for some lightning round questions? I'm so ready. Throw them my way. Let's go. All right. Number one. Number one. Favorite Disney movie of all time? Favorite Disney movie, easy, no question about it, has got to be Hercules. Um, I love the character. I love the plot of, uh, of going out there, going the distance. One of the best soundtracks, hands down. Uh, it gets a lot of love, but I definitely think it's still underrated. I don't think it gets all the love that it really deserves. Hercules, man, honestly, I wouldn't have guessed that. It's kind of under the radar. You don't think about when you ask your favorite. Some there's some, you know, big, big names out there. But that's awesome. Great perspective. Now, um, can you sing one of the songs? I could, (laughs) but I, I don't think you guys would want me back on here if I did that. So I'll respectfully say no to that. (laughs) All right, I I respect that. I'll I'll take your word for it. All right, number two, question two, favorite all-time Disney attraction at any park, at Gosh. any land? Favorite attraction. So if you would have asked me this about one or two years ago, Space Mountain has always been my favorite. Uh, I love the whole Tomorrowland. I, everything, I love everything about um, that area of Magic Kingdom. But ever since uh, Rise of Resistance has come into the picture, I mean, that holds the, the ticket to my favorite attraction. It, it's it's one of the few. It's one of the many things, but one of the few things in the in the recent past that I've just my jaw has been on the ground. Just I mean, I remember me and Dad did it um, pretty soon after it came to Disney World, and just being in awe of this 20-minute um, really just show where you're just walking around. You get the there's a ride portion, and and you just get and you're in the middle of the whole story. Um, it's just an amazing thing. So. That definitely has taken my, my favorite attraction, for sure. Awesome. Way to go getting the Jawa on the ground, too. <laughs> yeah, that's that the... joke. Dad <laughs> joke. Dad joke. I had to get it in there. Yeah. Are you a Star Wars fan, like, in general? Or is it kind of like, uh, would you count, your, count yourself as, like, a, a diehard Star Wars guy? I, wouldn't say, I don't know if I'd say diehard. I'm definitely um, above average fan. I, I have enjoyed watching like The Mandalorian and all the, all the new series. Um, one of the new series that has come to um, Disney Plus uh, is called Visions, uh, and I've enjoyed watching that. Anytime there's a new there's a new chapter of the story, like The Clone Wars, I, I love to watch it and um, try to inform myself on all that. So I, I definitely say I'm a big Star Wars fan, and, and I love when they brought it to the park. It was really fun for me to see. Awesome, awesome. All right, next, next is um, of if you had to like find yourself, and you had to live in one of the lands <laughs> at any Gosh. of the parks, you just yeah. had to you know you just move in. Yeah. Which park would you choose and why? Which Gosh. which land would you choose and why? Man, which land? There's so many good options. I don't know if there's any that I would not want to live in. Honestly, they're all so great. Um, I'd probably go back to what I was saying earlier about Tomorrowland. Um, I love I love the idea of looking to the future. I love the idea of dreaming and the possibility of what could come. Um, so if I was living somewhere, I would love to have that kind of theme for where I live of, of what could be, what if. Um, and besides that, I, I love, again, Space Mountain. I love Buzz. Um, I love the future, uh, you know, Star Wars-esque kind of style. Um, so that would probably be, uh, Tomorrowland would probably be that. All right. I like that. I think, I think, yeah. I, I think I'm with you there. Great, yeah. great, 
great argument for that. All right, now, you may want to consult your wife on this one, but, okay. <laughs> but I'll ask you your favorite, too. Um, favorite food in Disney. We can go favorite snack, and we can go favorite place for a meal. And what would that be? Gosh. Gosh, that's hard. So I'll give you some of my favorites because there are all there's so many different aspects. I mean, we've talked about this for a little, but there's you know the high price, the the high uh, luxury meal. Um, there's the snack, the quick on the go, grab it, nostalgic. Um, you gotta have it every you know park day, um, and then you have probably. The, the best overall value, the best meal that you can split with somebody. For that, if I was going to say I've got to eat something really quick or just my always go-to um, with family or friends, it would be Sleepy Hollow. I'm going over to Sleepy Hollow and I'm getting their uh, Nutella waffle. You can split it or you can mm. eat it by yourself. They put fruit on top of it, so it makes you it makes you feel like you're eating healthy, even though <laughs> under it it's, it's smothered in Nutella. That uh, sounds great. It's great. Um, it usually, even though it, a lot of people love it, they're pretty quick, and you don't have to really wait a long time, um, which is a plus when you're so trying important. to eat a lot, when you're trying to see a lot. Um, so definitely that's my go-to spot. Go-to snack that's nostalgic that I have to get just about any park day or every trip is a Mickey ice cream bar. Uh, I, got <laughs> oh, those yeah. when I, was, I got those when I was really little, and it, every time I eat one, it just fills my mind with serotonin of uh, <laughs> what has been and what you know what I love about Disney. It's like it feels like a Disney park day if I'm in front of the castle eating a Mickey ice cream bar. Um, so that is a snack that I always try and sneak in somehow. If there's a, a cart with no line, I'll try and run over there real quick and grab one. Um, but favorite restaurant that I've been to so far? And this leads me, I'm really excited to do Space 220 because I love the restaurants that it feels like a, an experience or an attraction while you're eating. I love that. I think that's, that's what Disney does really well, especially with like lines and stuff like that. Um, but my favorite so far was when I did BR, I've done it twice, but it was BR Guest um, mm -hmm. in Magic Kingdom. They've got, you go, you walk in and it's Bell's, it's uh, the Beast in Bell's Castle. Um, but there's three wings. There's the, there's the main, you know, main ballroom and then there's the east wing and the west wing um, and it's themed so well that you you think you're really in the castle and the food was really good um, the service was great um, definitely an expensive meal but it it goes beyond the food it was a great it was just a great experience it's a great experience super cool. so just to recap your mickey ice cream bar work you can get that pretty much anywhere in any park yeah they've got carts okay. set up you can get it at any park really anywhere it's pretty pretty easy just for our listeners who may may not know and then sleepy hollow where is that located and where can our listeners find that those yeah, nutella so waffles with the fruit for health reasons yeah, exactly. So you walk into the park, you're, you walk through Main Street, you see the castle, and you take a, a left. It's right before you really get into, you know, Frontier Fantasyland over there. It's right before that entrance. It's right to the left, mm -hmm. pretty in, in the middle of the park. Kind of the entrance to uh, New Orleans Square. Not New Orleans Square, Liberty Square. Liberty, Liberty Square. Square, yeah, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, it's in that area. So other than Hall of Presidents, it also has a great <laughs> restaurant there. That's great. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And then, um, and then, be our guest is in is in Fantasyland. All all of those in the Magic Kingdom. I might add. So you, what fair to say, Magic Kingdom is your favorite park? It is my favorite park. Um, I'm ex I've always loved it. It was always if I had if I had one day at a park, I would go there. Um, but not to say these 
the Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios, they're all getting new attractions, it seems like, all, like, just really recently, so that could be subject to change pretty soon. (laughs) Gotcha. All right, final question for the lightning round. If you are telling someone going to Disney for the first time, hey, you need to check this out. This is the underrated thing you might miss, but you need to make this a must-see. You know, setting aside your favorites that you've already, we've already talked about, what would that under the radar kind of attraction or restaurant or whatever experience be Yeah. that you would recommend? Yeah. Um, I would definitely, the first thing that comes to mind when I think that is it's a well-known spot, but I, I still think it, it deserves more love is Pandora over at animal kingdom. Uh, Pandora was such a great add to animal kingdom um, because it brought a whole new immersive uh, land um, but I feel like still with Animal Kingdom, it's kind of out of the way. It's def- it's the farthest um, drive or bus ride. Um, there's not a monorail that goes there. Um, so Animal Kingdom can easily be kind of a, a – if you're skipping a park, it can be um, skipped just because it's the most inconvenient to get to, um, which, again, I think Animal Kingdom deserves way more love. And Pandora uh, in specific um, with the Avatar theme – is one of the spots that I would say is a must-go if you're going to um, the Disney parks just because it's so immersive. Um, go at night. Um, they've got great attractions with uh, the Navi uh, River Journey and Flight of Passage is, of course, one of the um, most loved new attractions. Um, but if you can just be in that atmosphere at night with all the illuminescent lights and the sounds, um, they do it really well too. If you could just sit and just look around, um, it's an amazing atmosphere and environment. That's awesome. It's on my list. I wrote it down, and uh, yeah. I've never been to Animal Kingdom, so now it's a priority. I've always thought of it like, well, that's the zoo. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so that's really cool. Well, man, it is yeah. great to have you. Can't wait to talk about all the stuff we're going to talk about over the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, welcome, JD, to the Why I Love Disney podcast. Yes, I'm glad you're a part of it. Awesome. I know David is so too. Much. Yes, glad to have so, him here. So David, yes. transition a little bit. I thought we'd give our listeners a little bit of update of what we've been up to for the past you know, 10 to 12 months since uh, season one kind of ended and, and right. the episodes kind of dropped off. What have you been into, man? How's, how's life been for you? Hey, well, you know, working our way through the pandemic and all, of, uh, all that goes with that mainly. Uh, but uh, yeah, life's moved by fast, even though things slowed down for a while. It's, it's hard to believe a year has gone by since our last episode. But right before, uh, right as we finished the season one, uh, I got to have a great trip down to Florida with JD. Uh, we spent some time uh, there and I never even got to report back. Uh, our, on our on our podcast about that uh, trip, we I ended up getting COVID shortly after our last episode. Our whole family did, and even though we had gone through all these things to stay safe and keep ourselves uh, quarantined and protected, we still we still got the virus over the holidays. So um, that a lot of adjustment working through those things and just trying to keep up, uh, you know, via internet and YouTube and. And uh, podcast, what's going on in the parks when we couldn't be there? But we got, we I did get one uh, since uh, since we last uh, spoke on the podcast. I got one more trip in, and uh, and looking forward to some more coming up soon here. Awesome! Did you watch a lot of Disney Plus? Oh yeah, we've watched a lot of Disney Plus. We, during the pandemic, we watched the. I think we watched the, we watched every Marvel movie, and then uh, yeah. we've uh, watched all the new things that have been on Disney Plus. So much great content that got us through a lot of isolation for a while. 
I'll tell you what, like if you were a conspiracy theorist, you would think Disney would have known a pandemic was coming because they launched Disney Plus at the exact right time and had plenty of content to kind of keep keep sputtering out there, you know, right. for a little while. Um, we got wild, but since we've had a podcast, you know, they, they pushed back Black Widow at the theaters and you had live action Milan. I'm not sure we even talked about that on the podcast so much. Um, then you have the series when Mighty Ducks, we've had Loki, we've had um, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean, these big properties. And the second season of Mandalorian, we've never talked about. Man, right. there's so much to talk about. But, but we've, yeah, we've been, our, our family has been consuming lots and lots of, of Disney Plus and um, have had a blast with, uh, I think our family's favorite probably was, Man, it's hard to say a favorite, but man, my kids loved the Mighty Duck series. That was incredible. Um, we recently um, watched, caught up on Black Widow. Loved it. Uh, pay Scarlett Johansson. Pay her, just pay her. <laughs> Don't just give her that lady her money. Pay the pay the woman. She did a great job in that, and uh, we want her back for many, many more Black Widow iterations. And then um, even to this weekend, it was funny, um, David. Same as you, um, we've battled COVID with different parts of our family and kind of different things throughout the last year and different challenges with the pandemic like everyone else. Um, and I was thinking back, the last movie I saw in a theater before everything closed was Onward, which we talked about here. Right. Then everything stopped. And if, we go, if you go back and listen to some of those early episodes, it's a little eerie um, talking about, hey, there's this, this virus thing, and we're kind of joking about it. And then they close Shanghai, and we're like, well, I, that'll never <laughs> happen here. They'll never close here. And now here we are all this time later. Right. And we, we, we reviewed Onward, and then everything closed. And then this past weekend, I went and saw Eternals, which is the first movie I think I've seen at a theater since um, Onward. Same here. Which was the last movie I wow. saw at a theater. You saw it as well. Man, so I, I know we, we'll probably touch on that a little bit this episode. I'd love to do a podcast on the Eternals because I think it's yeah. a window into the, the phase three of Marvel and what we're doing. Um, but, man, I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad we're back getting season two rolling. Um, I know you, you mentioned, to, uh, kind of alluded to it a minute ago. You have some exciting news about stuff you're getting into and about to, about to head in the next week or two. Can you let us know and let our listeners know about that? Yeah, next week, uh, this week, uh, is the uh, Destination D23 uh, down at oh, yeah. down in Orlando, so I'm going to be going down there and uh, catching up with John David there in Orlando for this conference, and uh, really looking forward to it. This is the uh, they advertise it the fan the fantastic Disney celebration where they'll premiere uh, new information uh, for two days. Uh, presentations from nine in the morning till dinner time and uh some uh, you know hopefully some new exciting things will come out can't wait to find out what's what's coming down uh the pike it's gonna be great awesome no they the d23 explain to the listener what that is and kind of d23 is how that works d23 is a disney fan club and they have uh you can uh, be a member and you can go to special events you can buy special merchandise things like that and uh, they do these uh these events uh you know every year usually some type of event they have a lot of smaller events too but uh this is the one of the biggest ones they'll do this year next year it's going to be in anaheim it'll be called the disney expo we'll be very a very large convention would you call kind of that? I, somebody asked me the other day, Comic Con for Disney fans. Well, this a little bit. This is my first time, so I, I'll, okay. I'll know better 
uh, next week <laughs> after gotcha. I've seen it. And now, are you going to get to go with JD? Are you guys going together? Well, is that going to so, work out? I don't have a ticket. It was really, a, it was a tough process to get a ticket. Of course, it's a well-loved, really popular event. Um, we actually were on both of our laptops at the same time trying to get tickets, and it kicked me off right at the last moment. But oh. Dad got through, and he got a ticket, so I'm pumped for him. We're, we've got some days for the park, so it will be a great trip regardless. Um, but it was unfortunate that I couldn't grab a ticket. It was. It, it's, you know, we, we, we call this uh, podcast Why I Love Disney because we focus on the things that we like <laughs> and the things that we love. But <laughs> getting tickets or uh, anything like that over the phone is, is, is one of the hardest parts of, uh, of any of Disney thing is when you're trying to all everybody everybody yeah. in the country is trying to get a ticket at the same time. They were sold out within, I think, 10 minutes. And uh, I should have, uh, as a Disney, uh, as a Disney, as a D23 club member, we had we we had what was called a family plan, but they've changed it now to a duo plan. So it's really you can't do a family plan anymore. It's a duo plan. So John David, I was able to let him. He could use the the. the D23 our, our login number he could he could get his own ticket. I yeah. could have gotten two tickets but we also wanted to take his wife. So we were, we were trying to get three tickets and the only way to get three tickets was if we both bought tickets at the same time. So that's what yeah. we were doing. I should have bought four tickets but they're non-refundable so you couldn't uh, you couldn't give one, one of back. Those things. So uh, I, I look at all the hindsight. I should have just bought two tickets myself. He should have bought two tickets, and we just took the loss. Then we would have all gone. But uh, my ticket went through, so we have one single ticket. And so <laughs> I, I I called Disney and said, Are, "Is there any way that I can refund this? I really don't want to go alone." And there was no way. So he's going to meet me there. Uh, fortunately, they're going to live stream it, so he can watch uh, the live yeah. stream and he can spend some time in the parks while he's waiting for me. And we'll see how it goes. And yeah, um, yeah that's so you said live stream. So we're going to get, or you think we're going to be able to pull off a couple episodes while you're there? Some breaking news for the listeners. <laughs> think we can do we'll, that? we'll see what we can do. I was actually referring to that Disney is live streaming the their event. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, to deep. Prob- I'm hoping we can we can jump in the park and actually do a podcast while you're there. Yes, that would be fantastic. That would be yeah, fun. Be that would be fun. That would be a new experience. Um, uh, we'll we'll see if I can hold a camera and and talk to you at the same time. <laughs> that would be interesting. I, I, I always imagine that the uh, that the Wi-Fi in the parks would be very hard to live stream. Uh, I've watched several live streams. It does. It doesn't always seem reliable. We'll see. You may be correct about that. I guess we're going to find out though. But even if we do it later, when you get back to the hotel or whatever, we'll take a we lot could, of pictures. We could try that. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited about that. I think everybody's going to – John Davis, so you're going to go to the to the parks while your dad's at D23, hopefully meet That's up right. with him. What are you looking forward to doing next week in the parks? Man, I have not done uh, Remy's Ratatouille yet, um, so I'm really excited for an opportunity to go over to Epcot. We're doing that Friday. Uh, we're going to run over there and get to see that new attraction, also see Harmonious. Um, I'm excited to see all the 50th anniversary new shows, attractions. Uh, try Tell them what, what is Harmonious? So Harmonious is uh, the new nighttime show that they have. Um, Dad, you could probably speak more about it than I can. It's the nighttime, uh, nighttime fireworks. Uh, it replaced the, yeah. the long-running illuminations that was there for many, many, many yeah. years. And then there was a, there was a. Is it Epcot? It's at Epcot. Yeah. On on yep. there on the water, and then there was uh, an other, another show after Illuminations called Epcot Forever, and this is the new one called Harmonious. They finally were brought in more of the Disney IP to the show. 
So it's kind of okay. some people love it. Some people uh, prefer the old ways of, of illumination and where it was less about IP. So we've not seen it. I've seen it online. I, you know, I've watched uh, other people's videos of it, but I've not seen it in person. So we're, we're looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, in, and a, in the place. another one of the new shows is the is the fireworks show Enchantment over at Magic Kingdom. It's also replacing Happily Ever After, uh, which is was a very well loved uh, fireworks show. So it'll be f- fun to be able to get that take in person because I know that fireworks shows are a lot different from in person to watching it on online. Yeah, this new show in uh, Magic Kingdom uh, Enchantment has projections all the way down Main Street. All, all the yeah. buildings. Oh, wow. It's not just they're not just projecting on the castle now. They project all around you. So it's going to be pretty. Well, I can't wait to get a firsthand account yeah. of what you guys think of all that. Yeah, that's going to be looking fantastic. forward to it. So you'll get to, you'll get to hang out together, even though you're at D23 and you couldn't get in. You, yeah. You're going to be able to see each other, hang out, maybe grab a meal. Oh, yeah. oh yes, we've got, yeah. we've got we've got a couple of days uh, that we've we're still going to be just in the parks. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear it, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of news and a lot of perspectives coming from there. New content from us, because we've been, I mean, most of season one, we're in a studio because of the pandemic, you know, not out and about, you know, checking on things. Right. So this will be a new new thing, and can't wait to, great way to start off season two. Um, so speaking of, speaking of, we're going to talk, I know a lot about movies, a lot about Disney Plus content. What have you watched recently? What's been on your radar that it's on, on your mind that you... you uh, you've enjoyed uh, consuming over the last couple of weeks, more recently. Yeah, I talked about the uh, the Visions thing a little earlier. I've loved watching that. Um, what If has been a great... We talked about how Marvel has done a great job at, even through the pandemic and pushing movies back, um, having those filler kind of things of showing us, uh, like What If was the whole idea behind What If is it takes... Um, some of the stories that we know and love, but it tweaks one situation, one scenario, um, and changes and shows what it would have been like. Um, so it's been really fun to watch that. Um, another series that I've really loved that I know Dad's really uh, loved is Behind the Attraction. Um, mm. I love watching Disney Plus do series about Disney history because I know it's firsthand, and they're getting all the Imagineers that were actually on the project. Um, it's been really fun watching that history behind the attractions that I've been writing since since I was so young. Mm-hmm. That's been one of my favorites. Yeah, I've been watching that too. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. What's your favorite episode on it? You think? Ah, oh, favorite episode. The one that sticks out to you. I really love. I love all of the haunted mansion. Any mm-hmm. anytime they do anything about haunted mansion, um, because. It's fun getting to see attractions maybe when they're a little more lit up and seeing how they do things. And when it's so dark in there, you, you question how they do so many things. So getting to see the, the artists and the, who worked on what was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, you have a favorite episode in there? Uh, I, 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 I loved them all. Probably the Haunted Mansion, the Pirates. <laughs> those, are, those are both yeah, great. Cool. I mean, it's just there's so yeah. much history uh, with those animatronics attractions, just how they came about and... It's always fun to reminisce and, and, and hear about that. Yeah, another really, really fun another really fun episode that they did was was the castles because um, they they compared all the different castles at even the the parks not in the U.S. Um, and it, like I've never been to those parks, so it was really fun to see the makeup and how they dreamed. And you know when they created a new park, um, they want to make it nostalgic and show that it is Disney. Um, but they have to do it in a unique way that makes it special to people who are going 
just for fun, you know, who who want to do something different. Um, so it was really fun getting the, to watch that for sure, the castles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throughout the series, there's this thread of the cultural perspective of, of, you know, there's a few of them where they want a clone of what's in United States, what's it in Disney, what's in Orlando. And there's other places where that's just not going to work. There's too much um, cultural the heritage there. They're going to have to approach it differently and do something unique and, and how they do that and what they come up with is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. same with, with some of the rides too, like space mountain, you know, and, and, and Disneyland Paris, there's, you know, that Jules Verne rocket, they shoot, you know, kind of yeah. thing. I never, I never really paid attention to that until the episode. That's fascinating. Right. And mm-hmm. then in, in Shanghai, you know, this futuristic high tech city, they're not going to make, a clone of kind of this this structure so they make tron right they yeah. they reimagine the whole thing and I, I thought all that was interesting as disney's grown and as they open more parks how they how they approach these things given the yeah. the cultural context mm-hmm. of all of it again it's amazing thing what's another thing why i love disney it it teaches us about culture it respects cultures and and tries to integrate and make a know that the human story of, of, of um, imagination and wonder and enchantment is kind of universal, but everybody has a slightly different spin in a way they approach approach things. And I think that's really really fascinating part of it. Yeah. Anything else on Disney Plus, David? You've been watching? Uh, well, um, that was that was the most recent thing. Of course, we loved we loved watching Loki and Wandavision. All of those mm. things this year, uh, this past year, has been amazing. Marvel's been kicking butt, man. They've yeah. um, the pandemic might have slowed down the theatrical releases, and you understand why they, they lose so much money. You know they, that's such a big event, right? And they have so much money into these. I think Black Widow, uh, Shang Chi, which I, I know we both all just recently saw, um, yeah. and now the Eternals are kind of the three big Marvel. Was there another Marvel movie in the pandemic? Um, I think that was it, Black right? Widow. Black Widow, yeah, yeah. Black Widow, Shang Chi, yeah. and Eternals. Mm-hmm. Those are the three theatrical releases. And then yep. you have the television series. We had WandaVision. We had Loki. We had Falcon Winter Soldier. And, of course, the What If and those sort of things also. Yep. Um, uh, and season two of Mandalorian. Forgot about that also. But yep. um, all of those, man, filled up our time. Through the, but what I, I, I really appreciate and enjoy this phase three that's coming is they're taking these older characters that um, or characters that are a little more obscure and they're giving them some life and some backstory and really trying to, OK, Iron Man's gone. What do we do now? Can we get people to care about the Scarlet Witch? Right. And yeah. man, if WandaVision is an is a, is a indication of what the future of this is, um, I think it's brilliant. I think they're again, they're knocking stuff out of the park. And taking different genres and pulling it into the Marvel world, WandaVision reminded me a lot of Lost. It just had this like mystery to it where you're trying to figure out what's happening as you're going on. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I haven't felt as season, episode one and two of WandaVision. I remember feeling I haven't felt quite this way since mm-hmm. Lost. And I thought that was a huge compliment to them. And because um, I, I mean, he was a huge Lost fan at the time. And then, you know, yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier feels like a spy, you know, a spy mm. show. And then Loki's more sci-fi. Matter of fact, yeah. it, I don't know if you remember this show, David. Remember the show Quantum oh, Leap yeah. back in the 80s? It did feel like that. Yeah, it kind of had that sort of, it, it was just sort of nodding to these old sci-fi genre things from the 80s and 90s and bringing it into the Marvel land. And, and I thought they did it masterfully. I thought it was fantastic. Mm. Do you have any thoughts on the Marvel, Marvel Universe and those shows in particular? Yeah, I mean, I was just, I was just while we were mentioning them, I was just thinking to myself, which one did I enjoy the most? And, like, why did I enjoy it? And if I had to answer that question, I'd probably say Loki. 
um, which is surprising because, you know, he's portrayed as a villain um, in so much of the Marvel, you know, movies. But I, I think I just really love an anti-hero, and they make him so lovable even though he's got this uh, stereotype of a villain, which, I, again, I think they did really well in Loki. Um, when I wasn't expecting to enjoy it more, I, I did, which, again, they did really well. I do enjoy that they all have a different feel. Everything, they don't feel like the same show yeah. with different characters. Each, each show has, has had its own personality. I, I really appreciated that. Yeah. And even yeah. the movies are going there. You know, like you have Black Widow that was kind of a, a shoot 'em up, you know, James Bond-esque kind of thing. And then yeah. Shang-Chi was, a, was a, um, more a fantasy martial mm-hmm. arts um, action movie, right? With, with the magic built into, you know, all that kind of thing. And then, um, and then you get to The Eternals, which we all saw uh, recently too. And it has a much different tone to it. Um, mm-hmm. I know we had uh, some interesting thoughts and I'd love to do maybe a, a full podcast on that at some point because I know there's a lot to talk about with The Eternals. But it just, it felt a little darker. It felt a little um, heavier, um, a little weightier. It was very long. There were new characters. I, um, there's, if you look on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics didn't like it as much, but the, the fans seemed to like it quite a bit. Um, I actually really did enjoy it. My kids really enjoyed it too, which is kind of a barometer I use, even though it was a little darker and more sinister. Um, you all always wonder kind of what what do they do after Thanos you know he he uh you know snapped half the world's population away in a Malthusian sort of con and then they wink at us the whole time we bring him back it was incredible storytelling adventure and now we have Eternals which seem to kind of walk into kind of what phase three what we're, we're getting into with the big stuff did you guys have any takeaways from that or any any how did it make you feel like what yeah the Eternals how did that land with you yeah and just to add to what you're saying I think you're hitting it right um, without spoiling anything, of course, we don't want to spoil anything, but they do do a great job because we're getting a whole new cast of characters that no one has ever seen. We don't really know a lot about who they are, what powers they have. We know they're these exceptionally powerful beings, but it raises all these questions of, you know, we had this crazy war with Thanos and they weren't there. Why weren't they there? So that was my biggest question, which for people who haven't seen it yet, it explains it perfectly and it makes it um it makes total sense once you watch the movie which i which i liked because i knew i wasn't going to like the movie if i was like you're just doing this because you need a a new phase um but it actually makes sense with the storyline and it makes you excited um for this next chapter for this next chapter in this next phase um that we kind of know a little bit about we know with spider-man there's going to be this multiverse um but we don't know this exact route which where um in the first phase, we saw the first Avengers movie, um, we got a post credit scene with Thanos. So we kind of knew that the kind of direction that that first Avengers big battle was going to go towards was this final battle. Um, with this, we, we don't really know yet. We know there's going to be a lot of new characters. Um, we know, hopefully, with the multiverse, that we're going to see some old and, and new characters from maybe other um, cinematic universes, um, we're not really sure. Right. Um, but I think Eternals, again, it did a great job at getting me excited for what's to come. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, David? And, and I thought it was, uh, you know, I had seen a lot of the publicity leading up to it. I was really concerned that it was not going to be 
you know a, a good movie and i was i was surprised it was it was much better than i expected it to be from the some of the publicity that i had seen so i, I did enjoy it. it was not my all-time favorite uh but uh, it was good i thought it was really good i thought it was a great start and a lot of a lot of interesting new characters I loved um, what was really kind of caught me. A couple things. It did some things Marvel movies have never done before. It did some things comic book movies have never done before. One, they referenced Superman and Batman in the a couple times, like in the in the movie. And I was just like, what what just happened? You can't. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. And then the tone of the movie to me, um, um, it, it felt more like a DC movie, right? And it, it, it kind of was just darker. And more brooding, right? And then I read an article from the director who said that was the intent all along. She kind of patterned Zack Snyder's Man of Steel as kind of the, the tone for, for the Eternals. And I thought that was, that was really an interesting way to take it. And honestly, I'm not sad about that. I love Marvel movies. Actually, I like them in contrast to DC. I love DC also, but they're yeah. brighter and more optimistic mm-hmm. and they're funnier and they're lighter, right? Um, yeah. But I think there's room for... Yeah, a, a little bit of, of, of darkness, if, if we could <laughs> yeah. say that. It, maybe it needs a little bit of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That it can just be too bright and shiny, you know, and too, too tongue-in-cheek sometimes. Um, maybe this is a nice little contrast. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm glad yeah. every Marvel movie is not the same. Right. They all feel different, yeah. too. That's a really yeah. one of the things they have done really well, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was just back to what we were saying about the shows. I mean, they do a great job at making every character and storyline have a different feel and a different theme of what they're trying to portray, Um, which, again, I I would agree with what you're saying about Eternals being a different feel. Um, Again, we're seeing a new phase here. Uh, They're going to be experimenting, um, and it's exciting. It's exciting to see them do something different um, than that cookie-cutter, what they've always kind of done with the different format. Mm Mm-hmm. We've got Spider-Man coming next, right? Yeah, it's December seventeenth. Um, I know you're I'm, excited about that. I'm pumped <laughs> about it. I've been uh, I've been watching all the the theories about what's to come with the multiverse, with the different Spider-Mans coming in. It's so hard to know. I mean, if you if you Googled on YouTube or searched on YouTube. Um, there would be a million different theories about what people think the movie's going to be about. I've seen people have said that they think Doctor Strange is uh, Mephisto from the second Spider-Man. I've seen so many different things. So I'm just excited to finally know. I won't have to guess anymore. I'll know what's what's happening. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. They have all of these properties right now, and they, you know, the investment in Marvel, the investment in Star Wars, the and then the the, the Pixar and the classic Disney properties too. And man, it's just coming out as fast and furious. I mean, yeah. if, it, if the goal now is to dominate the news cycle and to have social media content and buzz going, it's all the time. There's always something. I mean, we, yesterday they dropped trailers for, for Keno- the Kenobi uh, series and, and a few other things, too. There was yeah. Disney Day just here, and you know, we, we haven't even touched on that. You know, there's so yeah. much to talk about all the time. Right. Um, I haven't even seen that, the trailer yet, and I can't wait to see it. Have you yeah, seen it, Yeah, it was David? really good. I'm excited. <laughs> That's gonna be fun. Yeah, I, really? I, I don't know. I just I, when I saw it, I was like, "Man, this I'm I'm really excited for this." It kind of it kind of surprised me. It was like this this felt feels really good. So yeah. far, I haven't had a moment where I'm like, "Oh no, not another <laughs> Star or another Marvel." Just give me more. Just keep giving me more. As long as they're good, I'll take them all. 
and yeah. and keep them coming. And I think that's that's cool. And we could we kind of wrap it up here. I think it's a great place to kind of transition and close. But that's that's why I love Disney. I think that we would all kind of say the same thing: is the yeah. content is so great, the storytelling is so compelling and so good, and there's so many creative um, creative voices and directors and people involved that that can take a, a perspective and paint paint with a broad stroke a new way of a kind of a different angle of seeing these characters and these stories and all these stories have common threads that they're all you really get down to the basics of them they all have the same elements the same formulas right, right? but the way they tell them in such unique ways that keep yeah. us wanting more to me it's fascinating and yeah. it, it it stretches our imaginations it it um brings a sense of wonder and makes it really i find it inspiring um i don't know if you guys have anything to add here as we close on those lines why do you guys love disney let's let's wrap it up well, I love that. Just to add to that thing of, of you know, just fans loving. I mean, another thing that came from Disney Plus Day was the the teaser trailer sneak peek of the new Boba Fett uh, thing that's coming out. And I was watching that, and I was just uh, stunned, which I've never thought about. But in the original trilogy, Boba Fett only has minutes of screen time. Mm-hmm. I mean, barely any screen time. Screen time. And then it... it just shot out that people love the character they love that western gung-ho kind of style and people fell in love with this character and now here we are in 2021 <laughs> and there's going to be a series about him it's just crazy but it's awesome i mean it's awesome that people just get so wrapped up into these characters and their stories and they just want to learn more and then that now that they're giving it to us we can really right. love it it's so yeah, i agree with that but well, yeah so Dave, yeah, you got yeah. anything? Do you? I don't want to. I don't want to give you give you a chance here. What do you What do you love? Tell us why Man, you love I was, Disney. I love going to the parks with my family. I love watching uh, movies <laughs> with my family. You know, to, to, it's been such a huge part of my childhood and then my my family time. Uh, so I'm always grateful for uh, the great content that they give us. I mean, you know. Uh, there's just always good things coming. There's so much to choose from. If you don't like everything, there's lots of good things you can find and watch and enjoy and things you can do. That is absolutely correct. We're going to wrap up now. Man, that's why we love Disney. We would love to know why you love Disney. Can you let us know? You can contact us at whyilovedisney.com. We post all of these episodes there. There's a transcript of it as well, but we would love for you to comment and let us know Man, have you seen Eternals? What did you think? Um, are you excited about D23? What's the favorite trailer that you've seen? Interact with us. Let us know. John David, you're working on an Instagram for us. We'll have that That's up right. soon to let you know all about that. But in the meantime, man, thank you for your time. We really do appreciate it. Like, rate, review the podcast. Tell somebody about it. And until next time, take care. David, JD, Thanks. have a good one. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.